0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Short Stories for Kids, the magical podcast of story adventures. And so now it's time to say hello and thank you to our newest premium channel subscribers. First up, we have Verilina, who's six years old and lives in Florida, USA. Then we have Lila from Dallas, Texas. Timothy from Ohio, Bear and his little sister Lana from Chicago, and lastly, Andrew from Glasgow in Scotland. Hey, everyone! It can be pretty tough to find a holiday gift that will keep your child excited long after the day they open it. With a KiwiCo subscription, you're giving so much more than a toy. They'll get a season of discovery and experiences delivered straight to their door. Each box is kid-approved by a crew of kid testers to ensure they're age-appropriate and seriously fun. My son received his Robots and Coding Pack last week, and he loves it. He's literally spent hours programming the robots, solving the puzzles, and learning about the mechanics of it all. Your child can get super cool hands-on science, art, and geography projects delivered to your door every month. You'll be surprised at how high-quality the materials are, too. These are real engineering, science, and art projects for children. Give awesome this holiday season with KiwiCo. Get your first month of any crate line free at KiwiCo.com shortstories That's your first month free at KiwiCo.com slash short Snow lay deeply across the ground, and the air was cold, made all the colder by a gentle, chill wind. But that didn't stop Emma and Stephen from racing outside to build a snowman. They built a big one, complete with scarf and hat and a carrot for his nose. And by the time they had finished, their fingers and toes were turning numb. Oh, "'I'm too cold, Stephen,' said Emma." I'm going back inside. Wait, said Stephen quietly. Look, there's that cat again. They had seen the cat a lot lately. It kept visiting their house. And today, it was particularly easy to spot with its black fur against the white snow. So far, every time they'd seen it, they'd been indoors. But this time, here they were outside with it. I'm going to see if it will let me stroke it said Stephen and he took a few slow steps towards it and me insisted Emma careful said Stephen gently we don't want to scare it a moment later they were both crouched down in the snow and stroking the now purring cat who clearly didn't mind the attention at all he's got a collar said Emma as she hooked the little tag around it says George on it Well, hi, George, smiled Stephen. Do you live around here? Mum says he doesn't, Emma said, smoothing the hair on George's head. She thinks he might be a stray. Stephen frowned. What's a stray? She says it's a cat that used to live with humans, but it's now homeless, Emma explained. "Ah, you poor thing, said Stephen, just as George turned away and began to head back the way he'd come george had picked a path where the snow wasn't too deep for his short legs but even so there were clumps of snow building up on his fur where do you think he's going asked emma let's follow suggested stephen we might find out where he lives they walked through the snow to the end of their street then through the little park to a tall wire fence but this time George was struggling to walk properly. The snow had clumped thickly around his feet, but he still managed to get through a gap at the fence's base. "'That's as far as we can go,' said Emma. "'He's on his own now.' "'We can't leave him like that. Didn't you see his legs?' protested Stephen. He'd bent down and was inspecting the hole that George had disappeared through. "'Look, this is easily big enough for you and me to fit through.' But we don't know what's on the other side, said Emma. All they could see was a low building with the lights on. Let's just get the worst of the snow off of his paws. Then we'll head straight back home, Stephen suggested. How does that sound? Okay, said Emma, sounding reluctant. But in truth, she was worried about George and wanted to help him. So with Stephen holding the hole open, through they went. They soon caught up with the cat outside the door of the building. He can't live here, surely, said Stephen. It looks like a place where a business would be based in, not at all like a house. Well, he looks like he wants to go inside, said Emma. Hi, can I help you? asked a woman's voice. She was crossing the car park, wrapped up in a large puffy coat. Emma and Stephen froze, thinking they were in trouble. "'Oh, I see you've found George. My goodness, look at his paws. "'Let me find my key and we'll get him inside and get that snow off of him.' "'Um, what is this place?' asked Emma as the woman opened the door for them. "'It's an animal shelter. We take in unwanted pets and try to find them a new home,' she said. "'Come on through. I'll show you. I'm Bev, by the way.' Emma and Stephen introduced themselves. "'as Bev scooped up George and set him down in a sink "'where she got to work cleaning him up. "'Is George an unwanted pet?' asked Emma. "'Yeah, sort of,' explained Bev. "'He's a stray. "'We think his owners moved house "'and either George got left behind "'or found his way back to the old house "'and now doesn't know where they are. "'Moving house can be confusing for animals.' "'Did you say you have other animals here?' asked Stephen." "'Sure,' said Bev, as she finished cleaning up George with a towel. "'Come through here.' She led them through a set of double doors, to where a long line of small rooms lined the corridor. Each one was a different dog or cat. Some of the dogs became very excited to see people approaching, whereas other animals lay down, looking sad and miserable. There were long-haired cats and ginger cats— tall dogs and short dogs and everything in between. Emma was shocked. Oh, so many unwanted pets, she whispered. Yes, that's what we have to deal with, said Bev. Lots of these dogs and cats aren't the most handsome of creatures. Most of the dogs are scrappy crossbreeds. And we've got a cat with one eye and half an ear, "'Quite a few of them are getting on a bit now, too, "'but they'd all make lovely, loving pets "'if someone would just give them a chance.' "'But why don't people give them a chance?' asked Stephen, "'peering in at a scruffy-looking hound wagging his tail weakly. "'People all too often want a pretty pet, "'so they buy from breeders and pay a lot of money for it, too,' Bev replied. "'But any of these animals would be just as good, "'just as loving, if not more,' Because they want a home and need one so much. If only they were given a chance. Oh, they're adorable, said Emma. Ha, if only everyone felt that way about them, said Bev with a lopsided smile. We struggle to get anyone to look at them. Can we help? asked Stephen. I could make a flyer to let everyone know that you're here. Yeah, and then we could put one in everybody's mailbox said Emma excitedly, warming to the idea. Sure you can, said Bev. To be honest, we don't have the time for that sort of thing. It takes all our time to feed and take care of these guys. You can use my office if you like. There's some paper and pens in there. Or you can use my computer. Stephen chose the computer and got to work right away. Bev showed him a folder that contained photos of all of the current animals needing homes. And so he was able to make some of the flyers about a specific cat or dog. Meanwhile, Emma had spotted a map of the local area on the wall and began to work out how many flyers they'd need to print as George the cat rubbed up against her legs, purring. Bev, why isn't George in with the animals? She asked. George? Oh, he's an unusual one. He keeps escaping, but he never goes far and he always comes back. ''He's no trouble, and he seems happier if we just let him go off wherever he wants each day,'' said Bev. Emma and Stephen left the flyers, printing on the office printer, taking the first few with them to deliver on their way home. ''We'll come back tomorrow to deliver more,'' promised Emma. They ducked back through the fence, crossed the park, and then put a flyer into every mailbox between there and their house.' "'Mom, who lived here before we did?' asked Stephen that evening at dinner. "'Oh, gee, honey, let me see. Uh, "'They were an older couple. "'They moved across town, I think,' she said. "'Did they have a cat?' asked Emma. "'Could George have lived here?' "'Who's George?' asked their mom. "'Is that that black stray?' Emma and Stephen told her about what had happened that day in the animal shelter across the park. "'I suppose George may have lived here. "'It would explain why we keep seeing him.' "'So are you really going to spend tomorrow delivering flyers?' "'Yeah!' they answered together. "'Their mum smiled proudly. "'Well, good luck to you. "'I think you're both doing a wonderful thing.' "'Bev opened the door to the shelter to them the next morning "'with a big grin on her face. "'Hey, you two, it's working!' "'What?' asked Emma, confused The flyers, cried Bev A family from one of the houses you went to last night just came in They're adopting Barney Oh, he's such a lovely dog That's amazing news, laughed Stephen Sure is, said Bev and handed them a stack of flyers Oh, I can't tell you how grateful we are that you're helping like this especially with how cold it is out there They'd brought shoulder bags with them and slipped half of the flyers, each inside. We can't wait to get started, confessed Emma. She'd made a copy of the map to guide them as to where to go. See you later. It took them far longer than either of them had thought it would. They'd walked such a long way that day, and by the time they got back to the shelter, their hands, feet, and faces needed warming up. We've still got a lot more streets to go. "'said Stephen, disappointedly, to Bev, as she opened the door for them. "'We've not even done half of them yet,' groaned Emma. "'Oh, but it's been worth it,' grinned Bev broadly. "'We've had three visits from people with flyers, "'and two are definitely going to take an animal home with them. "'They were thinking of paying a breeder, "'but when they saw all these lovely animals that so desperately needed a home, "'they changed their minds.' "'And two more people have arranged to come tomorrow. "'You're doing such a great job.' "'Really?' said Emma. "'Oh, I'm so pleased.' "'And that's not the best bit,' confessed Bev. "'But she wouldn't say any more. "'Now, go home and get warm. "'Same time tomorrow.' "'You bet,' smiled Stephen. "'They were both shattered by the time they got home "'and pulled their boots and coats off. "'It'll be a good hour before dinner.' their mum said. Why don't you both go and relax in front of the TV for a bit? Feeling tired, this seemed like a perfect idea. And so they both soon slumped onto the couch side by side, enjoying a cartoon, which meant they didn't see a stranger enter the room until he hopped up onto the couch beside them. George! said Emma delightedly as the cat climbed up onto her lap. What are you doing here? He lives with us now, said their mom from the doorway. I think it's the least we can do. Stephen was making a fuss of George, who began to purr contentedly. He seems so at home already, Stephen said. Their mom nodded. Well, I think you might be right. I think maybe he did live here before, and he seems to love being around you two. Over the next two days, Emma and Stephen delivered all their flyers and the shelter was able to re-home even more animals. But it didn't stop there, as there were always more animals needing loving homes. So every Saturday, from then onwards, the pair of them would deliver flyers, or put up posters, or even make a newsletter to spread the word about the shelter and the homeless pets. But of course, best of all, was having a cat waiting for them back at home. He was always there to greet them when they woke up or returned from school or to cuddle up while they relaxed. To all of them, George was the perfect addition to their family. The End